Sweet. So let's just dive right into this. I know like the way we like to do this, we're going to give some secrets and expose everything you're doing uh, and how you built such an amazing agency and community. But first off, I know I heard about you more so recently, but how long have you been doing this? Like, when did you first get into the agency space and why? Because it's not all fun and games. It's not all fun and games. and It's not always easy. No, definitely not. It's, not, it's nowhere near as easy as a lot of people make it out to be. Um, so uh, fairly young, really, uh, t- two and a half years ago. So it's, it's, it's still a fairly young business. Um, yeah. We launched the agency. We scaled up very, very quickly. But before that, I uh, worked in corporate sales. And very, mm. very typical backstory. I always had a, like a very entrepreneurial mind. And I, I started an events company when I was in university. And I used to run nightclub events. Um, that actually ended up failing and I got kicked out of university for the fact that I was running a business whilst I was at uni, um, wow, which, which wasn't great. Yeah, well, I, I did. it has a lot to do with the fact that I stopped attending lectures and things like that. But um, that business then started failing. <laughs> I, worked my way, yeah, I worked my way up corporate sales because I wanted to, I, I put myself in a lot of debt and I wanted to make as much money as I could as quickly as possible. So I thought, right, sales is the avenue I need to go down. Um, I actually worked my way to a, a fairly respectable income, uh, around £50,000, which is around $75,000, whatever, a year at 21 yeah. years old. But I had this realization that I am never going to be able to enjoy this money if I don't have the freedom to actually do it, if I, don't, if I can't work this on my own terms. And I was just spending all my time working for the weekends and like one holiday a year. Yeah. And so it was, just, it was just no good. And so I thought, well, I'm from a sales background. What business industries are there at the moment, which are out in public, which I can openly see and I can learn about, which I can use my skill set, which was sales, to actually learn and, and grow yeah. from. So that's where I found SMMA, social media marketing, digital marketing agency, whatever you want to call it. There's a myriad of different things. Yeah. Um, and I launched the agency two weeks later, I managed to sign my first two clients. One of them was from my existing network. Um, I quit my job because I said to myself, if I can just replace my outgoings, then I'll quit my job and I'll go all in. And about three months after that, we had our first five figure month and yeah, just scaled on from there onward, built a community that we have as well, the YouTube and all of that stuff. So yeah, yeah, in a nutshell, that's essentially what's happened in the last two and a half years. That's crazy. Like, cause when you look at the the following in the community you built and people you've helped and just think it's only been like two years. It's pretty crazy. Like that's, that's really crazy. Cause I know, I mean, I started like almost four years ago now and it even took me, I'm, I don't even think I'm that level yet. So it's kind of crazy to see that success. So pointing to that, what do you think was a big motivator? What, what inspired you to really push that and get to that level? I know you said, yeah, you want that freedom, but was there a bigger, deeper meaning that really got you through the days when you felt giving up, when you weren't making money and when things were going wrong? Yeah, I mean, I think one thing that um, I, I think actually I'm fortunate to have in my life is a series of failures throughout my life, like of businesses that I've started, times when I've just completely fell on my ass. And I think that that realization, that what that does to you is it builds this resilience in you that you can't get from anything else. And I think once you've, once you've accepted failure and you learn to embrace failure, you then get to this point in your life when you're like, I'm just going to continue going no matter what. And for me, there's this like deeper meaning that goes beyond what I'm doing right now. My, my why is the fact that I want this life for my, my, my future wife, my future children that other people could only dream of living and I want them to have everything they need not everything they want I don't want to spoil family just putting it out there but I I want to make sure that I can I can live a lifestyle that that other people or normal people don't get to live because they fall short 
of the the hard work and resilience it takes to get. I don't want that to be mis, misinterpreted, but what I'm yeah. trying to get at here is this, this, there's this whole other world out there that so many people don't even know it exists when money becomes a, not a number anymore. And you can do something, mm. you can say, hey, let's just go away for the weekend. And you don't have to think about that number anymore. When you can get that disconnect from a number, I think that's when you really achieve ultimate freedom. So I think that's what's always pushed me forward when I've like been struggling and when I've had rejections and all of that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's huge. I love that. And kind of going back towards the start of your agency, because uh, I know a lot of people in our community are just starting out. They're getting into this game. I know a lot of people you help. You have an amazing program uh, with a great guarantee and how you help people. I've seen that. I love it. And so going back to when you first started, you got your first two clients, you said, in like the first two weeks you said after starting, was it? Yeah, two weeks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what were those, what like industry were those clients in and what were you offering them and what were some ways that you got them on so quick? Some people it takes like six months. Like for me, it took like almost a year to get my first client that was like decently paying me. That's a big point, by the way, like the whole kind of like t- two weeks, six months thing. Like it doesn't matter how long it takes you as long as you're grafting, like as long as you're putting in a daily work, everybody's got their own yeah. individual journey at the end of the day. So you have to accept that what takes someone two weeks, it doesn't mean you can do the exact same thing as me and do get the exact same results. And that's okay. Um, yeah. I had a friend who um, his family owned a furniture business, a big furniture business in my local area. They're very local word of mouth type business. They don't do anything online at all, or they didn't when I, when I was, when I knew them and what well, now, but um, when I pitched them my service and I offered them Facebook ads, it's something they'd never done before. I actually started running a couple of ads for them on a free trial and they sold this 10,000 um, pound furniture suite. And so they, they sold yeah. this suite and we were like, okay, look, this is, there's proof of concept here. We got them on a retainer and yeah, that client was, we were with them for probably about four months until I ended up just teaching my friend how to do everything himself anyway. So they do it. <laughs> Um, yeah, the other yeah. one was a restaurant. So back when I started, like it was very typical. You go for restaurant, gyms, and dentists. That's like yeah. the big. <laughs> <you go for. laughs> so I just went for a restaurant, and I thought I like food. Why don't I just pitch a local restaurant? And I just went in straight on the Facebook ads thing. And in my local city, I'd say that the majority of business owners are quite small-minded, and so um, yeah. it, for me, it was like it wasn't. They they weren't it was quite hard to get them onto that wavelength of like actually spending money on digital advertisement. These are companies who are still spending like 2000 pounds on a big poster to go on a roundabout yeah. and like a, like a, on the roads and stuff. So yeah. yeah. Facebook ads through and through. Yeah. I love, it's so funny that you said the classic like gyms, restaurants, <laughs> and then kind of realtors got big. Cause I was like, Ooh, they're high ticket. And everyone's doing that. And then like every course is like, Oh yeah, just go for gyms and restaurants. I remember like, yeah. I saw that. I was like, no, I can't do that. So like they're too low tickets. So in terms of that, like in terms of niches, cause everyone's always like, I get so many messages, dude. I'm sure you do too. Like what's the perfect niche or like, guys, what niche should I get into? What's the easiest? Like, Oh, I always get those questions. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, I just, I always like, come on. So what is your response to those people? Cause I know you have to be getting those same kind of messages oh, all the man. time. It's the worst question. Like the worst thing is like when we have like a student or a member of our community and they're sharing some success and you can always guarantee that someone commented, what was the niche, bro? And it's like, (laughs) that's not the reason. That's not the reason they're successful. It's not the niche. And so I always say to people, when you're first starting out, pick, think of three things in your life that you're passionate about and just pick three industries that you have a genuine passion in. I don't care if that's golf, 
whether that's eating, whether that, whatever that is, pick three fat passions, yeah. try and sign up a client in all three of them niches, and then choose to narrow down on one you actually enjoy working with. Because just because you may enjoy that in your personal life doesn't mean you're actually going to enjoy servicing that client. So I, I agree with the whole niching down thing, but I think pick three passions to start off with, get an idea of what those clients are actually like to work with, and then try and pick one and niche down from there. But always pick your passions. Because if, if you're not interested in who you're marketing for, then it's got no longevity for your agency. Yeah, no, that's so true. It's so true. And I, oh my goodness. Yeah. People are always like, what's niche? Like, what did you offer? And like all this stuff or do you, what's the best outreach method? You know, all that. And it's just like, that's the thing too. You got to collect data. I feel like it's just like anything else. I remember I used to hear my mentors say, oh, just test, test, test. I'm just like, they just saying that's so I buy their course where they actually tell me how. Then I buy their course and it's just like test, test, test. And then I test and then it works. And then it's just like, you got to collect that data. Uh, and so for your agency, um, and what you're doing now, I'm sure it's definitely changed in terms of who you service. Uh, have you made a switch? You still work with local businesses? Do you still focus on your agency a lot? What is that looking like as you've grown so much in the last two years? So we we don't we don't focus on local business anymore. Um, we don't we never we're not in the business of turning down business. If a, if a company comes to us and they've got like an incredible product and they've got so much scope for growth and they're getting loads of organic sales and we're like we can make these guys a lot of money, then we're never going to turn yeah. that down. But we don't actively target those businesses. We we go for e-commerce businesses predominantly. Um, and yeah. really with this with the whole uh, lockdown and COVID-19 thing going around, we've been really going for companies who can maximize on that as well. Like we have a garden furniture company who signed up two weeks ago and we're getting them mm. on cold ads 60 times return on investment at the moment, which is like heard of on cold ads. This is cold <laughs> conversion adverts selling garden furniture yeah. for times rise it's, it's a no and we got a percentage deal with them as well plus retainer so we're going for like e-commerce companies which are majorly in demand at the moment and we kind of switch that up every now and then but we get lots of inbound stuff as well that's awesome yeah i know um a lot of people too because with i personally never because i knew like okay i always thought local business is like low ticket i'm not a big fan of that and i knew okay well people are doing like e-commerce and all that and whatnot but what are your thoughts e-commerce for agency owners to work with? Because I know it's not all, I feel like a lot of people, just like any other niche, they're like, oh, you know, Jordan's doing e-commerce, Iman's doing you know, e-commerce, everyone's doing e-commerce, that means I can. And then they're just like, how do I price it? So what are your thoughts on the whole e-commerce niche in a whole? Because I know it's not all fun and games. Like, what so is your I, I still, to this day, recommend people start off local brick and mortar because I feel like it is easier to build genuine connections with people when you can actually physically meet that person and they can yeah. see your face, they can read your body language, they can learn that they can trust you. It's easier to sign up clients when you're just starting out in local brick and mortar. Then you get testimonials, then you get case studies. And then that allows yeah. you to then venture onto something like e-commerce, which what, what people need to understand about e-commerce is that, all right, not all of them, but most of these people are tech savvy people. They're starting an e-commerce yeah. business. It's an yeah. internet-based yeah. business. They know they have to run adverts, so they understand the basics of what adverts are. These local brick and mortar companies, the majority of them do not actually know what it is. Or if they do, they, it's just like hieroglyphs to them. And so they're confused by the whole thing. And so it's easier to build that authority. But with e-commerce, if you go to an e-commerce company, you're like, I want to run your ads for you. By the way, I've got no clients before. And like, if they do their background check and all of that, they're going to be like, well, why should I trust this person with my business when they don't have any experience? Whereas a local brick and mortar company doesn't know any better to start off with. And I'm not talking about deceiving someone, but it's more like they're a lot more tech savvy 
e-commerce companies. Mm-hmm. And so I would never recommend starting off in e-com. And it's such a huge, like e-com isn't a niche. Like e-commerce is no. a sector. Like there, there are yeah. thousands of niches within e-commerce. Yeah, no, that's so true. Cause like you can sell so many different things online. I love how you, that's makes so much sense because you go to e-commerce and I remember I tried to for a little bit, but all those people know about ads and like, they're like, they rather, if they're not making enough money, they're just going to do it themselves until they are. And they're not going to like want to outsource. Then you have to find, you know, the higher up people and the you know, testimonials and it just doesn't really make sense. But in terms of your agency, because a lot of people, you know, it's speaking of outsourcing, like these businesses are doing to us in your agency, uh, where are some of your weaknesses that you find are better to outsource or things you've gotten good at that you're able to outsource? What's like the first thing you like to outsource uh, in your business, whether it's your education space or your agency that you'd rather just have someone else do? So we, we, we've got a quite an interesting journey from our agency. We, we started off, um, it was, it, I thought to myself, okay, I just want to, I want to start off doing all my ads and everything myself. And then I got to about four clients when it started to get a stretch. And then so we started off doing social media management as well. So we do the daily posting, mega time consuming. I outsourced that as soon as I could. Then I kind of got to about four or five clients and I started outsourcing Facebook ads, but I found it was really hard to keep consistency with my outsources and so what I actually ended up doing towards the end of last year was taking on one of my most successful members of our community as a partner Mm. within my business so a guy Joe Hides he's now the director of operations in my business he handles absolutely all of the service fulfillment for our company but I still am very much involved in the strategy the overriding strategy for clients we then have things that I'm fortunate to have a younger brother who has a web development business. So we have absolutely all of that covered, custom web development. Um, I'm a pretty good copywriter. So we pretty much do everything in-house, like in this yeah. little bubble of people. Um, copywriting yeah. that we've got within our circle. So yeah, it's, 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 I, I started off like far and like Philippines, Bulgaria, anywhere, yeah. the cheapest labor I could possibly get. But I found it really hard to keep that consistency across clients. Yeah, no, that's so true. That's not saying you can't do that. You definitely can do that. Oh yeah, for sure. And I found that a lot of, after interviewing, talking to a lot of our agency owners, and just looking at myself too, a lot of six-figure, seven-figure agency owners, they're actual agency owners, right? They have people onto them. They have a team. They're more so, like you said, focused on the strategy and the copywriting. Like I feel like a lot of the people you look at, the big people, one thing that is hard to outsource so they'd like to keep themselves is the copywriting and so do you, is that something you focus on? Is that something you've learned? I know you just said you do it. How did you get into copywriting? Do you focus on it a lot or what are your thoughts on that? So copywriting is one of those skills. So I was useless in English in school and like all of that. Like I'm just not yeah. like, I was not good at it. But then like, um, it was when I started my personal brand, I was forced to get good at copywriting because I was like, okay, what am I going to do on this Instagram post? Or what am I going to put on this? Or what am I going to put in my description in my YouTube? And then I need to make funnel. And then I wrote a book. So I wrote my first book. It's a very yeah. small book, 50 minute agency. But it's um, that like I had to dig deep to be able to do that. And so just all of those things over time, it's like anything. It's like your first cold call to your 1000th cold call. You're going to improve over yeah. time. And so it's just one of those skills that if you practice with repetition and you, you kind of gauge how people respond to certain things that you say, but that's a, that's a hugely valuable service in, in digital marketing for our clients. Like funnel copywriting, yeah. good funnel copywriting can be the difference of a funnel converting and not converting regardless of if the ads are good. Yeah, that's awesome. And I just mentioned your book and I remember seeing it 
the 15 minute agency. I was like, 15 minute, like what, what does this mean? Like 15 minute agency. It's, like, it's a good title. You're like, can I really have an agency in 15 minutes? Like I bought it. I remember I bought it. I have like, I have the upsells. I, I always buy random courses and like just storm away. I'll go look at them or whatever. So I never dug deep into it, but what is like the gist of a 15 minute agency? Like I don't understand it completely. So yeah. if you explain this one short, what does that even mean? Like how, why so, is it called that? Yeah, yeah. So disclaimer, you cannot launch an agency in 15 minutes, but so the, the, the hook, I mean, it, it's, it's a hook at the end of the day, but the hook of the actual book was how to sign your first four figure marketing deal in as little as 15 minutes, even as a total beginner yeah. with sales experience in the theory that you could have a sales meeting and sign up a client in 15 minutes, which we've done on many, many, many occasions. Um, but of course it's a hook teaching the strategies that we use to sign up clients in 15 minutes or less, essentially. So we give away, I mean, in, yeah. in that book, I mean, we, I pride myself in when I started my personal brand, I pride myself in giving more away for free than most people have you pay for. We, we, I literally put away, put my, like my whole meeting strategy in that book. Granted we update things now. Yeah. But, I mean, we're probably going to write a free day 2.0 at some point when my, when my mind allows <laughs> me to, to put that to myself for another exactly. couple of months. But. Yeah. That's awesome. And kind of speaking of your education side of it, because um, I do it too, agency education. I personally, I like agency more. I love agent education too, because I feel like I'm doing people a disservice. I'm not sharing what I'm doing, but I'm torn because I love focusing on one thing at a time. So if you, do you feel like that's with you? Do you love one or the other more? Like if you had to choose, where do you find more fulfillment uh, in it? Is, do you like your agency more, education which one do you wake up and like you're excited to work on the most? Um, it's really difficult because it depends. It depends on the dates because one day you can wake up and something can be just really frustrating with the, with the academy. The next day, something can be amazing with the agency. Like we, like we've, we've got clients like who, for example, we've got this client in the agency who they have these like really elaborate hats and they're really down at the minute because they, they don't, they, they kind of rely on the, the trade of big events and stuff like horse events, mm. like all these big corporate events and they can't do that at the moment. And so we're saying we've got this completely different angle with their ads and we're like revitalizing their business and I get so much fulfillment from that. But on the flip side, the fulfillment I get from somebody who's been working this job and trying to get out of it and they've tried time and a time and time and time again to be successful and they just need that extra push from somebody that then yeah. speaking to that person and seeing their success and that genuine happiness I, I can't even compare the two because there's like there's fulfillment on both ends of the scale do you know what i mean oh yeah for sure i definitely feel that and that's why it's hard for me because i'm like i gotta do both and like i'm so <laughs> big on one thing at a time and so that's hard and kind of speaking back to you said you're switching and kind of helping your clients how you have to switch because big events can't happen when this whole COVID-19 thing happened, what was your approach for agency owners? What was your mindset and all that? I know a lot of people still have that as an objection. I know it's kind of fizzled out in the community, but like, what, would, what do you have to say to that? Like people saying, oh my gosh, from, I can't get clients. From day one, before we went in lockdown, everything, before day one, I've said to people, this is a colossal opportunity for marketing. And I am not saying that because I want people to, to buy an info product. And I do not, if, if you're watching this and that's your motive, don't buy it. I do not want to. Yeah. I mean, but it's genuinely, it's this, this, this colossal, colossal. I mean, we've got that client who got 60 times hours on a cold ad. And any marketer who's watching this right now will know cold ads, 60 times return on ad spend. That's like, that's like gold dust stuff. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, no. So it's a crazy, crazy climate. I mean, you've only got to look at, there was one of our members reached out to a home gym company earlier today. 
and they were asking for their testimonials and they were showing testimonials where they had 12 times return on investment for clients. And this gym was like, oh, that's not very good. We're getting 54 times return on investment at the minute. And it's like these companies like who are advertising right now, it's just absolutely immense, like the kind of money that they're making. And so like we've had members who's, who have closed 15,000 pounds worth of business within the first two or three weeks of COVID-19. I've signed more yeah. clients in the last two weeks than I have in the last two months. So it's, oh, yeah. it's a massive opportunity and anybody not making the most of it. I, I, one thing I said on, on my YouTube channel last week, I said that if, if two months ago I said to, for example, people watching this, if I said to you, because the biggest time objection we get as people who help other people to start agencies is I don't have enough time. I've got my job. I've got college. I've got this, got that. If I said to you two months ago, I can take away everything and give you all your time to allocate onto your agency, you'd be like, oh my God, give me that. And people have yeah. that now and they're still yeah, not yeah, putting yeah. in the work. It's like, what are you <laughs> doing with your time? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What is your excuse now you do have the time? Like, yeah, that's so true. That, yeah, that's so true, man. That's, I didn't even think about that. It's like, yeah, you still actually have that time. It's the best time. And that's like, people were, because we do, like, a lot of people are info or do funnels, right? So a lot of it's online people. And like, right when it happened, they were like, we need new funnels. We need to get going. I got to run our marketing. And so they all came to me like, we need funnels. And I was just like, oh my goodness. Like we had just a bunch of just clients come out of nowhere. And I'm just like, pull up my friends and my family. Like, is this affecting your business? Like, what are you going to do? And they're, they're like, they're the ones that don't have jobs right now. I'm like, it's fine. Like, I'm, I'm happy. Like I'm doing this. I'm happy. I'm not going to college. And people are, all my friends are like, cause I'm a senior still in high school. So my friends are like all stressing and they're just like freaking out. I'm just guys, like now's the time to really look at what you're doing. Uh, and all that. I, I felt guilty when people were asking me, like, are you really affected by this? And I'm sitting here thinking, I'm 60% up this time, like this month from last month. Like, I, I feel guilty it's about that. Fact. Yeah, I know. I definitely. No, that's something I want to talk about too. And like, um, in your social life, because I know personally, since when I started my agency, I was a high school kid. So, you know, you got your high school friends, whatever. Uh, and I was homeschooled. I played school sports and having a business and, money and a decent car that I pulled up in whatever like people always will say stuff or treat you differently or maybe more respect because you have money but how did having an agency and a personal brand either positively affect your social life or maybe even negatively uh and what were your thoughts like did it affect you at all or yeah, what did that look like? 100%, 100% my circle got way 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 smaller um yeah. I experienced more jealousy in that first 12 months than I think I've ever experienced in my life it's spiteful jealousy as well like I I it, it sabotaged my relationship with my girlfriend at the time like like even things like that so I think there's sacrifices you make when you really do go because some people like dip their toes in the water and as other people go all in and I'm one of them people I kind of go all in if I'm touching something and so I, yeah. I kind of sometimes that's at the detriment of other areas of my life but certainly there are things that you absolutely cannot control and I always say that when you start a business or you start having success there's a cycle of three things that happen with people the first thing that happens is people will take the mick okay they're going to talk they're going to talk shit about you and then the next thing yeah. is they're going to ask you questions they're going to ask you questions because a couple of months down the line they're going to be like okay I mocked this guy but he's still doing it so something must be going on yeah, yeah. the third thing is they're going to copy you and they're going to buy your yeah. course and they're going to watch a YouTube yeah. and they're going to want to start a business. And it's like, it always happens like that. They take the piss, they ask you questions and then they copy you. But then at that point, you kind of build this tolerance and this resilience to people. And sometimes you have to just drop your pride and let them people back in with open arms, but just still in the back of your mind, remember what that person was like when they first saw you on the earth. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so true. That, that's actually so funny. A lot of people definitely do that. They're always like, that's so dumb. I'm like, oh, how much money are you making? Or what are you doing? And then they're like, how do I get started? And I always tell them, like, God, it's not as easy as it seems. Like, I always tell people, whenever someone says they want to start a business, like kids my age, my is like, honestly, guys, like, don't like it. You should, but like, low key, it's actually really hard. Like, it's not it's really hard. As, it's not easy. No, so that's so funny. I definitely see that. Um, so what was like, and speaking kind of like mindset and all that stuff, I know it's so important because for me, I focus on strategies. I was like, okay, what strategy to sell? So what is the biggest thing like you focus on for your mindset? And like personal development, I was against it for a while, but do you focus on a lot? Do you invest in yourself in that area? And what do you think is like the most important mindset for a new agency owner to have so that they can build that six year income? Yeah, I think that I think one thing actually I'm grossly misunderestimated until I actually started teaching people. When I first started teaching people how to start their own agencies, I had this uncontrollable frustration with the fact that people weren't as successful as I was hoping they were going to be when I was teaching them my shit. And I had this failure to realize that actually it's 95% in the mind and like 5% in the knowledge. Because I, I was like, okay, I had already had that mind when I started because I'd had failure, I'd had conditioning, but lots of people don't already have that. And so I think it's so important to invest time into self-development. I read this book when I first started called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And it allowed me to start waking up at like, 5.30 a.m. And I was achieving, I, I wake up at 6, at 6 a.m. now, but it allowed me to achieve so much in the mornings before I'd even yeah. gone to work and before most people had woken up. And that gave me like this completely new leaf of life. And I think it's, yeah. I think what's so important, instead of trying to expand your knowledge straight away and learn how to sign up clients and how to, to get results and all of that, I think it's really important to learn what, what the biggest gains you can make in your personal life first, in your mentality. Are, are your habits bad? Are you going to sleep really late? Are you playing loads of games? like and it's okay to have relapses as well like i had a like the last two weeks i had like this severe relapse on like just doing like bad habits and stuff and so right now i'm having a yeah. dopamine detox so for the last like five days i've been i've been detoxing on like no alcohol no no gaming no like no bad food like nothing like any, anything which is fun like it's just like none of it it's like no watching like netflix or nothing like that and so it's like sometimes you need to do that and it's okay to have those relapses even if you're like further down the line i'm sure they'll be like 10 20 years down the line when i'll still have them but i think as long as you keep yourself in check and you're always focusing on that development then you're going to be all good yeah no that's awesome that's awesome and another question too kind of go back to your agency the mindset's awesome too but what is like where do you find where do you feel like you're the strongest in your agency what's your strength like if one thing someone had to you know, give you all the money in the world for you to just use your one strength. What, where do you play the role in your agency where you're just like the best at what you do? What's your superpower? Thinking bigger. I, th I think bigger than my clients think themselves. So when I take pride in when a client comes to me and they talk to me about where they want to get to, I don't think about, okay, how can I make your ads to get you from 10K a month to 100K a month? It's like, what's the bigger picture in this marketing strategy? Like so even things like I will consult people on their products or their like the tiny, like, it, like the bigger picture of their business that they need to get them into another sector or get them into expanding. I think that's, that's like, yeah, it's the vision. I think that, that, that sets me apart yeah. from because I think a lot of people think really small within their agencies. A lot of people think yeah. like, 
I need to go to a business and I'm just offering Facebook ads. And as a marketing agency, we have to think bigger picture because like, for example, you work with info product people. Facebook ads is like 10% of the success of that kind of a, a business. Like it's, it's a tiny, it's like the cherry on the top of the cake, isn't it? So. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's not even something we think about. It's usually, you know, their funnel or of course, like their offer, whatnot, their copy. And then the emails were following up with those people and then yeah. all that back. And then we're like, okay, traffic. Like you look at how Russell's releasing his books when we talked about, it. he didn't start talking about traffic until years later. It's just proof that for people like, you know, it, with the marketing, a lot of Asian sellers miss out. They're just the day and age of selling just Facebook ads to restaurant and gyms is over. That ended yeah. a while ago. People are yeah. kind of just started realizing that like Asian sellers actually have to start offering real services that help people more. And so, Going to that, what is, for someone who's just getting in or for your students that are in your programs, I know you have an amazing program, what are you teaching them or suggesting that they start offering off the bat uh, to their clients when they first start working with them? So the core service that people are always offering within our program and within still what I recommend to agency owners is Facebook and Instagram adverts at the absolute core. But I think it's very important that you understand all of the things that contribute to a successful advert, the product. And that's one thing we always teach. Just like with, with, with our academy, what's different is I teach and everything I teach, don't just preach in there, but on YouTube and everything, it's the quality of the prospect. They have to have good yeah. reviews. They have to have a good product, which is in demand. That is, that is at the right time. It's all those things which contribute to an ad being successful or not. So you can't just offer Facebook ads for any business and expect them to be successful. And so whilst that is at the core of what I recommend people offering, we do focus on the bigger picture, okay? What are all the things that contribute to those ads actually being successful and making money? Yeah, that's, that's so true. That's you. That a lot of, I feel like a lot of people miss that and they're just like, we go scrape a list of all these people in this one area and we're just gonna work with all of them. Cause you know, even if they make these numbers, like, okay, if like even one of them pays me a thousand dollars and da, 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 they just don't really think, okay, the goal is residual income, right? They have monthly people paying you. And so that's super cool. Um, and as we kind of wrap this up, I want to ask you kind of into more so your education and what you're offering and whatnot. What's, what do you think is the big difference between your program and how you're helping people uh, compared to others? Not to like throw anything under the bus, but of course, everyone has our competitive advantage with our programs, right? So if somebody asks you that, like I am right now, what would you say is the main difference and why your students are succeeding? Because I see them doing that. And so the, the biggest thing is, it, is, first of all, it's a genuine dedication to the success of our members. I'm, I'm still, I still allocate hours of my time every day to actually responding to the community, engaging with the community one-on-one. -on -one. We have a VIP support and only I respond to that. I don't have any team members or anything that even touch it or see it. And so I pride myself in that. But it's also, it's also the fact that we I, I've also recognize that info product industry as a whole is it's a, it can be a pretty shady industry in that there's a lot of, there's a lack of credibility, there's a low barrier to entry, and there's a lot of poor quality trainings. And so we are the only actually agency trained, and I really hope that other people actually start doing this in the info product industry, but we are the only in the world who actually um, have an accreditation with a company called the CPD, who are a global um, education institution. They work with universities and they make sure that their training is of like a world-class standard and not just so it's like high quality training, but it actually psychologically teaches people properly. We have learning objectives, we have learning outcomes, we have all the resources, we have the, all the accessibility tools. Um, and we also offer a guarantee because we are that confident in yeah. what we do people we 
we literally guarantee people they will sign up a client in 30 days because my perception of info products is if you went to a personal trainer and you that personal trainer you said I want to lose some weight and they said okay cool work with me for two months and you're going to pay me 300 pounds and you're going to lose some weight if you did everything they did you followed their diet plan you followed their regime and you didn't lose any weight you would want your money back you shouldn't deserve yeah. that person, but like why in info products can someone teach you the exact strategy? This is how you're going to do it. These are how many people you need yeah. to reach out to and you don't have success, but you did listen to everything. Why should we still keep their money? So that's my perception. And so that's one thing yeah. that separates us is that, and I think that really separates the, the, the genuineness behind the business that the fact that our vision on our website is a world where all aspiring entrepreneurs find success. And I march behind that because it's something I genuinely believe in. And I'd like to think that our philosophies and our core values relay that as well. Dang. That's huge. I love that. I've honestly, I've have, I've talked, you know, we work with info people. I work with them. I sell info and I generally haven't heard someone say something like that before be so sincere about that. So I think that's huge. And I always see your ads. Like I accidentally click on your funnel. So I'm looking at funnels. I get retargeted. And you're always talking about your guarantee. I'm like, this guy's a guarantee. Like what? Like, this is weird. <laughs> People think I'm crazy so, for it. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's, I love that. And so I think that's huge and definitely something I might implement to my own stuff. I feel like I don't get enough smoke or hate on my products yet because I don't run ads yet. Oh, <laughs> so anybody. I will teach you the system we use to guarantee people's success. Like I'm ha I, yeah. I, I, I want people to adopt it. So it's cool. Yeah. At <laughs> some point, it's going to have to be like that with everyone getting into the space. Like you said, the level of entry is so low. We've got Dean and Tony dropping course, huge course on how people can do education and all that stuff. So it's, it's going to have to be like that, you know? Yeah. So that's huge. Now, I always like to, as we wrap up these interviews, I always like to ask a question. And that is, if someone is coming to you with all their money, they're going to sell their house and sell their car. They're going to, I don't know, just leave their kids to get advice from you or something. What's the number one secret that you could give these people that would help them succeed their agency? If they're going to give it all up to you, like you had to guarantee it. What's the number one secret? What would you tell these people, dude? Because their life is about to end. If you don't, I would say, don't give me your money. <laughs> I would say do not sell everything. Um, no, I, would, I would say just if you can accept that taking small action every single day will mean that it's impossible for you not to fail. Like just if you literally, so the concept is if you reach out to five, 10 new businesses every single day, and that will take you like an hour to a day, it's physically impossible for you not to grow. It's physically impossible. Yeah. But the problem is 90% of people give up on the first two weeks because they've had a couple of projections. But if you stick yeah. to that five to 10 companies every day, it's physically impossible not to grow. That's so true. I love that. Well, hopefully the people that are giving you all that money and all their houses succeed and hopefully <laughs> a guarantee on that. <laughs> but that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I mean, that kind of gets us the end here, dude. And guys, honestly, look at his stuff. Like we, I won't be interviewing people I don't trust or respect or actually making moves in this industry. So make sure you look at Jordan's YouTube. He's always killing it there. Click on his ads, buy his stuff, join his program, all that good stuff, guys. Uh, because you know me, we don't bring people on here that are faking it, right? We only bring the best of the best. So I really appreciate you being here, Jordan. Is there anything else you'd like to say to all the people or any final words before we hop off here? Nah, man, I, I reach out. I, I, I respond to absolutely everybody. So if anybody reaches out from your network, I'll always welcome them with open arms. And thank you so much for having me on as well. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, sir. It's good to connect with like-minded people. Yeah, dude, it was amazing. Appreciate it, guys. 
And if you're watching this on the replay or the podcast, whatever, make sure you go show Jordan some love and comment in the comments what you learned or big takeaways. Uh, make sure to check out our stuff, guys. And make sure to tune into the next episode of the Agency Secrets Sit Down. I will be exposing some more secrets. So appreciate Jordan. And yeah, we're going to end it here. Cheers, guys.